It's time for All Things Gardening with Charlie Nardozzi, brought to you by Vermont Victory Greenhouses and Gardener Supply. Hey there, Charlie. Good morning, Mary. Charlie, you're going to share with us some lore around a predictor of winter weather. It's mostly fiction and it's mostly folklore, but it's been around since colonial times and people have been looking at woolly bear caterpillars and using them to predict how severe the winter weather would be. So let's dive into a little bit of this folklore. Uh, first of all, the woolly bear, or the woolly worm as it's called in the south, um, is a larval stage of a moth, of the Isabella tiger moth. And the tiger moth comes out in the spring, lays its eggs, and then you get the first crop of woolly bears in spring and summer. But those aren't the ones we're interested in. They go through their life cycle again. And then the second crop in September and October supposedly are the ones that can predict the severity of the winter. And how do they do that? Well, it depends upon the size of that middle band of rust coloring. So the caterpillar has black on two ends, the head and the tail. And if the middle band is wide, that means it's a, a very mild winter coming up. If it's very narrow, that means it's a severe winter. And there's more. <laughs> if that band is oriented more towards the head, that means that the beginning of the winter is going to be mild. If it's oriented more towards the tail, it means the end of the winter is going to be mild. That's the folklore behind it. But actually, back in 1948, there was a scientist, Dr. Charles Curran, who was a curator of insects at the American Museum of Natural History in New York City. He and a bunch of entomology friends and their spouses went up to Bear Mountain State Park, just north of New York City, and they collected a whole bunch of these woolly bear caterpillars, and they measured the bands in the middle and then predicted, based on that, uh, what the severity of the winter would be that year. And they told their friend, who was a reporter at the New York, Time, New York Herald uh, Tribune, of this, and he wrote a story about it. Well, that was it. The cat's out of the bag. Everybody wanted to know uh, from then on what the woolly bear would predict as far as winter weather goes. But that's how it got enshrined, I think, in our consciousness. There's some reason in the caterpillar's life cycle, right, that it would have a different size band whether it has to do with like winter or not. Yeah, so some entomologists say that it is true that the woolly bear can predict the winter, um, but not the future, but the past. Because based on what kind of food there is there uh, for them, how warm the spring and summer was, that band uh, size of it and the coloring will change. But that's all reflecting on what happened already in winter, not what's going to happen in the future. Ah, that's fascinating stuff. Uh, well, people have questions for you, Charlie. Diane in Rutland wants you to weigh in on a soil amendment that a lot of people use. Diane writes, true or false, I've always heard and read that coffee grounds were great as instant compost. Well, coffee grounds are good as a compost or a compost amendment, but they're not as the star, the rock star in the garden that you might think they are. A lot of people think they're high in nitrogen and they're acidic, so they're going to lower the pH. By putting them down on the soil, you're not going to get a lot of nitrogen or a lot of pH altering just by the coffee grounds themselves. Uh, so the best thing to do with coffee grounds is to compost them with all your other kitchen waste and then use that compost around your blueberries, around your roses, around different plants there. The coffee grounds themselves are not a miracle cure all by themselves. Okay, this next one is more of a clarification. We had recently spoke about pokeweed, and Rebecca wrote in to say, 
You should be aware that pokeweed is very toxic. It is edible if it's cooked properly, and it is a traditional food for some. Uh, but anyone who eats raw pokeweed in a salad will get very sick. Yes, thank you, Rebecca, for that clarification. And that is true. You do have to boil the pokeweed three times, taking the water out and dumping out the boiled water and then reboiling it at least three times to get the toxins out to make it edible. If you have a question about your garden, send it to us. VermontPublic.org, search all things gardening and submit your question in the post. Thanks, Charlie. You're welcome, Mary. And I'll be seeing you in the garden. <laughs>